Welcome to the Sobity Chat Podcast. If you are new and welcome back if you are a regular and a part of the fam, my name is Fatima and the Sobity Chat is a self-care community and podcast designed to empower women through faith-infused resources, mental health support, coaching, and wellness events. So before we dive in, let's chat about a few ways that you can support the show. The first way is by subscribing wherever you are listening. The second way is to share with a friend. If you think that this episode or this show will provide value to their lives, please go ahead and drop them that link. The third way is to rate and review via iTunes or wherever you're listening, but iTunes is probably the most primary source where my listeners come from. So make sure you head over there and leave a comment about why you like the show and leave a rating. And then finally is by submitting your questions via email, which is sobdchat at gmail.com. My personal Instagram, Fatima underscore Farmer, or by sending a voice message right here on Anchor if that's where you're listening. So, without further ado, let's get into today's show. Welcome back to another episode of the Sobity Chat Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the theme for the month of March for the Sobity Chat community. If you are not on the newsletter, I want to encourage you to sign up because I'm going to be sending out those newsletters more frequently. The first one just went out yesterday. So if you missed that one, you're probably like, okay, what is this March theme that she's talking about? But I'm going to update you. So for the month of March in the Soul Beauty Chat community, we're going to be focusing on active healing. Now, active healing is something that... um, I don't actually know if it's a phrase that's being used, but it came up in a brainstorm session with uh, my community manager, Ebony. Hey, Ebony, if you're listening and thank you. Um, But we were discussing, you know, different ideas and different uh, topics that were resonating for us. And she came up with the phrase active healing. And I was like, I love this. I think it summarizes perfectly exactly what a lot of us maybe doing or sometimes overlooking. And I know for me personally, where I am on my journey and just with the things that are happening in my life that we will probably get into on my YouTube channel. If you guys don't know, I have a YouTube channel and that's usually where I discuss more of like my personal journey. Um, I discuss it here on the podcast sometimes too, but I try to keep the podcast a little more structured with just like, you know, practical things that you can take and apply to your day-to-day life. So If you're more interested in my personal journey, head over to my YouTube channel, which is just my name, Fatima Farmer. And of course, the link is in the description. But um, active healing. So what is active healing? It is basically focusing on your mental health in the same way that you would focus on your physical health. So when we think of our physical health, right, we have routine check-ins, we go to the doctor, if we get sick, we go to specialists, you know, every six months or twice a year or whatever works for your schedule. But, you know, it's recommended that, you know, you you see your dentist twice a year, that you go to the OBGYN twice a year. Like these are just routine checkups that we have for ourselves when it comes to our physical health. But have you ever noticed that for mental health is not viewed the same way. There's no routine check-in. It's not recommended that you see a therapist once a month or twice a year. There's no um, really regulation or, or even expectation when it comes to our mental health. 
it really is something that I feel like over the last maybe like five to ten years, it's become more discussed in, in, in regular conversations and people are making it a priority. But there really is no set schedule or guideline for us to follow. And I think there's beauty in that because just like with physical health, you know, some people may have to go to the doctor more often than others. It's the same way with mental health. Some people may need more things than others others just because of their mental state, but also depending on circumstances and what's happening in your life. So in some periods of your life, you may be fine with just talking to a therapist once a month or not talking to a therapist at all. And then at other points in your life, you may need weekly sessions or you may need twice a week sessions. <laughs> like I can definitely say where I am right now, like I need as much support as I can get. So I'm going to therapy or having a therapy session at least once or twice per week if possible. So active healing is really just putting making your mental health a priority, making it as important as your physical health. In no way are we am, am I suggesting that one is more important than the other, but just prioritizing them both with the same amount of rigor and uh, determination for healing. Because that's what it's really about. You know, we can expect to see changes in our lives and growth and our emotions and our mental state And even our physical state, financial state, if we are not investing in it and making it a priority. So, like I said, it's not about putting one above the other or comparing the value, but it's really just about getting serious about what is going on in your body, in your mind, and really um, focusing on active mental health is the way to do that. So before we dive any further into this episode, I want to quickly tell you about an app that I've been using for the last couple of years to assist with my mental health journey called Faith Counseling. Faith Counseling is a solution for people seeking traditional mental health counseling who would prefer hearing from the perspective of a Christian. If you're seeking a mental health professional who is a practicing Christian, Faith Counseling may be a great option for you. The best part is that you can start communicating in under 24 hours. Just a few things to note about faith counseling. This is not a crisis line and it's not self-help. This is professional counseling done securely online with real therapists. (laughs) There's a broad range of expertise in the counseling network, which may not be locally available in some areas. So keep in mind when you're booking your sessions. The service also is available to clients worldwide, and one of the great benefits is that you can log into your account at any time and send a message directly to your counselor in real time. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly or phone sessions so you won't ever have to worry about sitting in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. Faith Counseling is also committed to facilitating great matches so they make it easy and free to change your counselors if needed. To be honest, while the, the times that I've been using this app, I have changed my counselors multiple times and I don't feel guilty about it because it's super easy to do. And also you kind of have to view it like dating. You may not get it right on the first try and some people you just may not match with. But the fact that you can easily, literally in less than a day and change your counselor for free is a great option that faith counseling offers. 
Another thing that you should consider about faith counseling is that it is way more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available to those in need. Faith Counseling wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read some of their testimonials or check out my other episodes where I go into depth about what it's like to work with a therapist to learn more about my experience. And visit Faith Counseling to join over half a million people who are taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. For a special offer and to get 10% off your first order, with Faith Counseling or your first month with Faith Counseling, use my link getfaithful.com slash soul beauty. Again, to get 10% on your first month of services with Faith Counseling, click the link in the description or type into your browser getfaithful.com slash soul beauty. S-O-U-L-B-E-A-U-T-Y getfaithful.com slash soul beauty. Thank you, Faith Counseling, for the opportunity to collaborate on this amazing, amazing service. And check it out if this is something that is resonating with you. Okay, back to the episode. Okay, so in this episode, I'm going to be sharing 10 ways to deepen your self-love journey and your self-care practices. So this is all about active healing, right? Active healing means being proactive in your mental health journey in the same way that you would be proactive in your physical health journey. You know, if you had a goal to reach physically, you know, you would say, okay, I'm going to go to the gym five times a week. I'm going to only drink water. I'm going to eliminate carbs. Like you actually start to do these things. So these are 10 different things that you can incorporate um, when it comes to actively healing your mental state, mental health. So the first thing is to, number one, acknowledge your emotions. I know this may sound very simple, but something that I learned from therapy recently is that I have the tendency to dismiss my emotions. Although I believe that I'm very empathetic when it comes to other people and when it just comes to energy and how I'm feeling, but actually acknowledging my emotions, sitting with my emotions and processing them is something that I, in the past, because I'm working through that now, but in the past, I would just kind of, what I would do is say if I was having a rough day, right? I'll give you an example. If I was having a rough day and something really, really upset me, And let's say I was at work. That thing could really upset me and I would be at work and I would just keep pushing through, pushing through, pushing through, just trying to get my work done. Just putting it to the side, telling myself things like, oh, I don't have time to deal with this right now. Or, you know, I'm feeling this way, but like, I just need to get this project done. And instead of just pausing and taking a minute and just being like, I'm upset right now. This is bothering me, whether it's through journaling, whether it's taking a walk, whether it's doing a quick meditation, talking to a friend. Instead, I would just push, push, push and just put my emotions literally to the side. And there was even some instances where I'm a little ashamed to admit this, but I would literally say to myself, "Okay, when I get home, I will unpack this or I'll deal with this. When I get home, I'll cry about this. When I get home, I'll journal about this. And it's just like, 
rationally, that makes sense. If you have to get a project done and maybe there's a time and a space where that's actually necessary, but I would do that every time and it would just build and build and build and build and build. And that's something that I've been learning and practicing lately of just like, if I'm feeling something in the moment, allowing myself to feel that in the moment. And if that means that I'm the person that's crying (laughs) in public, then that's what that means. If it means that I'm the person that needs to excuse myself for quick five minutes to go to the bathroom and meditate or pray or do whatever it is that I need to do, I'm going to do that. But I think acknowledging your emotions really means um, honoring that. And that brings me to my second point, which is making space for uncomfortable feelings. So it's one thing to acknowledge the emotions, but then it requires another level of really being active in your mental health journey to stop and make space for those uncomfortable feelings and making space can look different for everybody making space like i said some of the examples i share can be praying it can be going for a walk it could be meditating um all of those are different ways to to make space i think it's just about finding out what you need in that moment i actually have a really helpful resource on my website called the self-care toolkit and it's free and All you have to do is sign up for the newsletter in order to receive it. But it really is a quick way to kind of assess what you need in a moment, because sometimes self-care can feel overwhelming, like there's so many things you can do. But that's a really quick way to just pinpoint, Okay, what do I need in this moment? So if you're if you're feeling a little overwhelmed by all of the different self-care tools and practices out there, that may be a good resource to start with. The third tip that I want to share when it comes to active healing is to challenge your triggers. So we talked about triggers a few episodes ago. If you haven't heard that episode, you definitely want to go back and check it out because without that context, without the context of like understanding triggers, this tip is not really helpful. But challenging your triggers is basically when an emotion flares up, when you're having a reaction to something that someone is saying or doing, and it's probably connected to something that has happened in the past or a previous relationship or a parent or a friend or some other situation that's honestly completely unrelated to what's happening right now or to the person that is doing said thing. So let's say, for example, if... Um, actually, I'm not going to go into an example. Just go back and listen to the other episode if you're not sure what I'm talking about. But challenging your triggers is basically in that moment when you are like, okay, I'm being triggered right now. This person just did this thing and it's reminding me of this situation from the past and it's causing me to feel inadequate or it's causing me to feel a fear of abandonment or a fear of rejection. And I'm reacting to that trigger that is challenging it. That is like first acknowledging it and then challenging it is something, a question that I always ask myself is, um, do I believe this to be true, right? In In that moment, I ask myself that question. And another question I ask myself is, um, or another statement that I make to myself rather is, you can choose another narrative. And that's actually a tip that I got from Fran, from Hey Fran, Hey of the friend zone podcast where she talked about triggers and she said like just reminding herself that she can choose another story sometimes takes you out of that cycle of like self-sabotage and that cycle of just 
falling into a rabbit hole of overanalyzing and jumping to conclusions and thinking the worst and catastrophizing and all of those cognitive distortions that we do when we are triggered. So I would really encourage you to consider, you know, um, this is tip number three and tip number four, you know, identifying what the trigger is if you aren't able to do so already and then challenging it once it happens. So tip number five is to explore your core wounds. This is also something that we talked about in the previous episode. So again, if you have not heard the episode about core wounds and triggers, it might be two different episodes, actually. But if you haven't heard those podcasts, please go back and listen to them because they will offer immense value. But exploring those core wounds, really like sitting with yourself and figuring out, you know, tracing back those triggers, right? You can you can create a list of these are the things that triggers you when it comes to relationships or when it comes to your job. And first by identifying those triggers and then starting to explore, okay, what's the real root of this trigger? What is the real core wound of this trigger can really offer more insight into your healing journey. Um, tip number six is to set boundaries. So especially once you've identified what your triggers are and maybe even taking it a step further to explore what your core wounds are, sometimes you have to set boundaries. And I'm not necessarily talking about setting boundaries with other people, although that may be necessary. Sometimes we have to set boundaries for ourselves. And that's something that I've learned recently is that in my journey of mental health and healing is that, you know, Sometimes I literally have to set boundaries for myself where there's just certain things, certain actions that I cannot entertain if I know that it is supporting a narrative that is rooted in a fear, rooted in a core wound or rooted in a trigger. I'll give you an example from the past. So I probably say about three or four years ago, I really, really, really struggled with comparison. I compared myself to other women that were in the same space in the same field of creating content similar to mine. Um, I think, of course, social media is a huge part of this because it's so easy to compare yourself now. But I remember actually this might have been like four or five years ago, but I just remember I was just like obsessed with the idea of like um, just having this certain lifestyle, this certain persona, this certain like these ideals for myself and whenever I would see someone else online seemingly living this life that I wanted so badly whether it was a life of travel or a life of romance or life of you know just creating this amazing content and having all these opportunities and speaking and traveling and working with brands like I would just feel sick I would feel so sick to my stomach. I would just be so upset and so angry and just question like, why isn't it me? Why am I not doing those things? When will my opportunity come, right? And I really, really struggled with that. And this was before I really knew about triggers or core wounds or any of that. So I would just fall into the rabbit hole, you know? I would have that feeling. Maybe I would see a video or a post by somebody and I would just get consumed. And next thing you know, hours or maybe like an hour or so later has passed and I'm just like scrutinizing everything that they're doing I'm like analyzing their social media I'm watching all of their content I'm consuming all of their podcasts and I'm just like I could be doing this I could be doing that better just 
this deep rabbit hole of comparison, jealousy, and envy, right? And once I realized what I was doing, like I said, I didn't have the language for it. I wasn't aware that, you know, I was triggered, that it was core wounds, any of that. All I knew was that I didn't like the way I felt. And I was like, this needs to change. So I started, of course, investing in just working through that, through uh, like getting different books, really focusing on my, my thought process, my negative thoughts, my affirmations. And God, honestly, praying and talking to God a lot about that helped. But something that I did physically was I set boundaries for myself, meaning I stopped going down the rabbit hole. Like I got to the point where I unfollowed a bunch of people on social media. Like I unfollowed people that I was friends with. I unfollowed people that I liked. I unfollowed people that I was cool with. And I was just like, I have to unfollow these people because they are triggering something in me. Every time I see them post about their relationship or about their content or about whatever is going on in their life, I'm feeling something. And until I get to a point where I do not feel that way, when I see something about them on my feed, I do not want to see them. So I unfollowed them. That was my way of setting a boundary to protect myself from myself until I was healthy enough to deal with those triggers in a more positive way. So that's an example of how you can set boundaries for yourself. If you're curious about setting boundaries with other people, of course, there's an episode for that as well. And you can check that out um, by just scrolling through my recent episodes. You'll see it. it. I think it was this year. Okay, tip number seven is to advocate for yourself. Advocate for yourself. This one I feel like is pretty straightforward, but it's pretty much speaking up for yourself, speaking up for what you need. This kind of ties in with setting boundaries in a way, um, but really just advocating for yourself in those moments when you know something is making you feel uncomfortable or someone is overstepping their boundary excuse me or um dumping on you or just making you feel overwhelmed with their stress or pressures really standing up for yourself and saying hey this is this is not helpful for me right now for where i am right now and then setting boundaries accordingly um so that's advocating for yourself can mean in multiple ways it can it can even be in work settings it can be with friendships it can be in relationships something that i learned recently is this this is really really simple but um someone shared with me once that you know sometimes when they are sharing information with a person or news with a person and they're just sharing because they want to get it out and they don't want a reaction that it's okay to say that before you start and that was something that I never did. Like, I would just, you know, be like, hey, like, this is going on. And I would start telling people and then they would react. And then based upon their reaction, I might react, you know, and I might start to feel a way that I wasn't feeling prior to talking to them. Like, I might feel anxious now or I might feel worried or overwhelmed or even angry. You know how, like, you have those friends where you tell them something and they're just like ready to pop off like <laughs> Like sometimes that's not what we need. Right. So advocating for yourself sometimes looks like saying, hey, like, I know you care about me. I know you love me. And I know that, you know, when I share this information with you, you may want to react. But I'm asking you to please not react. I 
in, instead would appreciate if you just listened. If I'm just able to update you on this information without a reaction, without hearing, you know, your thoughts or your feedback. Like, I really just want to share this with you, you know, and kind of setting the tone and, and setting clear expectations for um, yourself and the person that you're communicating with of what you need in that moment. So. I'm grateful for that lesson, as with many others. But that's just a little something that um, for me, when I think of advocating myself, it's something that I am intentionally practicing as of late. Um, Tip number eight is to reframe your thinking in your self-talk. So it's so funny that I genuinely have episodes about all of these things that I'm sharing. (laughs) So you can go back and get deeper context about just about every single one of these. Actually, every single one of these you can get more context on. But reframing your thinking and self-talk is, I want to say it's pretty self-explanatory in the sense of why it's important. But I will just say that um, without getting too deep on this point, because I think a lot of us, if we're on a self-love journey or self-care or or spirituality, mental health. We know the importance of this, but I think the real point that I want to make is that this is something that takes time. Reframing your thinking and your self-talk is literally something that can take years to rewire. So be gentle with yourself when you are, you know, practicing your affirmations and, you know, saying your self-talk and listening to, uh, listening to affirmations or listening just to like positive things and 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 inputting that in your brain you really have to think about it in the sense of like you're reprogramming your brain like the way your brain is naturally wired because a lot of our um, negative thinking comes from our brain just trying to protect ourselves right and I talked about this in the episode about negative thinking so when you think about it from that lens it's like when your brain is thinking negatively or thinking about worst case scenarios is actually just trying to protect you. That means that it's it's functioning, right? But there is a point where that becomes overwhelming and that sense of protection actually is just creating more anxiety and stress and fear in your life. So understand that like this is something that is hardwired into the way that we function as humans. Our our brains are literally designed to protect us, to keep us alive. So be gentle with yourself when you are in this process of trying to reframe your thinking. It will take time. It will take time for all of these things. It, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. That's why it's a journey. That's why it's a process. That's why it's active healing, right? Because it's something that is continued over a period of time. So be gentle with yourself. Um, number nine is affirmations and meditation, which I kind of just touched on. And number 10 is therapy. The 10th thing that you can do is to invest in therapy. I recommend that everybody, everyone (laughs) invest in therapy. I've made several episodes on my podcast and also on my YouTube channel where I've talked about the importance of therapy in my life and how I've benefited from it. And I'm actually really excited to share that I was given the opportunity to partner with Faith Counseling, which is an app that if you've been following me for a while, you know that I have been using this app for 
quite a while. Um, I think I was I found it, discovered it maybe like two or three years ago um, when I first started this journey of self-love and I started documenting it on my YouTube channel. And I discovered this app and I have been using it consistently until I found a therapist, in-person therapist, and I swapped it out. And now that I'm not working, um, if you don't know about that story, head over to my YouTube channel and watch my vlog from January, February. Um, But yeah, so because I can't afford in-person sessions right now, I have been back on my faith counseling tip and they reached out to me um, with this collaboration and I'm so excited to share it with you so if you've ever you know had just a feeling of you have these goals or these these things that you want to accomplish in your life and you're just like I am struggling to get there because I have all of this emotions and this weight and this confusion and I just need clarity I just need a different perspective faith counseling is actually a great resource to help with that Um, it's a solution for people who are seeking traditional mental health counseling so these are real counselors these are real therapists um, but you prefer to hear from a Christian perspective which I know for a lot of women and men who are listening that's probably important to you that's probably a big reason of why you're listening to this podcast because it's important to you to have to talk about self-care from a Christian perspective and that's what the soul beauty chat is all about and these mental health professionals are all Christians and they're all therapists and this is a great option for those who that is important to you I for me it was definitely important because I knew that if um even my therapist that I that I've been working with in person like prior to losing my job was a Christian and it's really important for me to just have that level of relatability you know I want to know that the person that's offering me any type of guidance into my life is aligned with what I believe and although therapists a good therapist shouldn't actually be giving you advice, but like they're giving you guidance, right? And for me personally, it's important that I know that that guidance is not just rooted in a textbook. It's not just rooted in degrees and college and all of that is wonderful and amazing, but like, where's your heart rooted in? Is your heart rooted in God? So I think that's for me why faith counseling just immediately made sense. Like when I saw it, I was like, yes, I want to know that the person that I'm talking to is a Christian, first and foremost, that they they know God. And when I mention God, because it's going to come up in my sessions, that they're not looking at me like I'm crazy, you know, because school can't teach you, can't teach you that. School can't, like going to college and getting a master's degree, can't teach you how to offer advice to someone if you have a different world perspective. So that's just my opinion, at least. So a little bit about faith counseling is that you can start communicating with a therapist in less than 24 hours. It is not a crisis line. It is not self-help. This is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise in the counseling network, which may not be locally available in some areas. So please keep that in mind. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You can also set up um, weekly phone or video conversations so you don't ever have to sit in like an uncomfortable room to talk to a therapist. Like sometimes I think this is especially helpful for people who are new to therapy. Like I did this before 
excuse me, I went to a real therapist or not a real therapist, but a physical therapist. And um, it was really helpful because I was scared. I was like, I don't know what to expect. This person just going to stare at me while I pour out my heart on their couch. (laughs) So, you know, doing it over the phone or via video the first few times was actually really helpful with just getting used to like, what do you expect when you go to a therapist? Um, A few other things to note is that faith counseling is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free for you to change your counselors if needed, because sometimes any child, it's like dating. You may not get it right the first time. Um, It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. I forgot about that feature. So yeah, if you're struggling financially, um, they have options where you can get a lower rate. So If you are interested in learning more about faith counseling, you can visit their website to read some reviews to learn more about it. I've already shared my experience in past episodes, so I will link those episodes below so you can really understand what it's like to work with a therapist from my perspective in detail. That's a very detailed review that you can check out. And that was pre collaboration so those are real thoughts (laughs) these are real thoughts too but just want to put that out there Um, but if you are interested in learning more about um, faith counseling and signing up and joining over over a half a million people who are taking charge of their mental health and really actively healing with experience from a professional um, you can learn more and you can save 10% on your first month if you sign up using my code and all you have to do is go to getfaithful.com slash soul beauty. And again, that is getfaithful.com slash soul beauty. And that will take you directly to my um, page where you can sign up. And of course, I will receive commission in a sense for you using my link because you were introduced to it via my podcast or my YouTube channel. So um, yeah, if that's something that you're interested in, go ahead and check it out. I think it will add tremendous value for those who are new to therapy or for those who are like me, just in situation where you can't afford to go to a therapist every week because they are expensive, girl. The difference, the difference, (laughs) the difference in the money. Let me super transparent with you right now. My a physical therapist is over her her normal rate is over a hundred dollars per session the rate that I've been given is has been a lot less thank you Jesus but her normal rate which I think is going to increase soon is over a hundred dollars per session right with faith counseling the typical rates if I'm not mistaken Actually, I don't want to give you numbers because I don't remember. Truthfully, I don't remember. But I can tell you that it's about half of that. Like the price that you pay in comparison to going into a a physical location is about half of that. I don't have the exact number in front of me, so I'm not even going to lie to you. But I assure you that it is half or if not more than half what you would be paying if you found a therapist in your area. Um in person. So just something to consider. Um, I just wanted to share that information for anyone that is interested in learning more about it. So that's it for now. Um, 
I believe that's everything. I feel like there's there's so there's so much more on the tip of my tongue that I do want to share just because of where I am personally in life, but I'm not ready to go there yet. So I'm gonna hold it in. <laughs> I'm gonna hold it in because I'm just not ready to unpack that right now. Um, but I hope that this episode was helpful. If you're listening on YouTube, also, if you don't know, I upload the episodes on YouTube as well. But if you're listening on YouTube, um, leave a comment and let me know which of these tips resonated with you the most. Which one are you going to try if you haven't already implemented it? And um, I'm looking forward to continuing this conversation about active healing for the month of I was about to say November. Wow. <laughs> the month of March. We are in March. Wow. So, yeah, I hope you're having a a great day. Hope you're having a beautiful day. I will talk to you all in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening, for your support, for your love, for your feedback. Please send your prayers my way because I need them and I will do the same for you. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening and I will talk to you next week.